Hey everybody, it's Jeff and Charlie, the dynamic duo behind Contractors Corner Consulting Group, LLC. Okay, maybe it's just us that call us that, Jeff. But welcome to the Road Warrior Entrepreneurs Podcast. We've been on the road hustling as entrepreneurs and we know the struggle. Together, we're here to help fellow Road Warrior entrepreneurs like you level up. So what's our podcast all about? It's pretty simple. We're bringing you weekly doses of wisdom, our way, real talk, and some seat-kicking conversations. We'll be chatting with other Road Warrior entrepreneurs, picking the brains of industry experts, and throwing in solo episodes where it's just us two donkeys talking about business. And our mission? Real simple. Our mission is to help you run your business like a well-oiled machine. Whether you're clocking miles on the highway or running your empire from the sleep, we're all in this together, and we're excited to share the journey with you. In this episode, we continue our discussion with Colton Lawrence, the trucker CFO. Colton is a valued member of our team, and we are going to get his expert analysis of the spot market and how it affects our businesses. This is going to be a recast of our November 14, 2023 episode of Contractors Corner Live on YouTube, a weekly show that airs every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where we take your questions live. If you missed the first episode when we talked to Colton about the challenges we face in 2023 and where he thinks we'll be going in 2024, check out episode one in our podcast catalog. Now let's get into it. You mentioned, Colton, that the spot market has crossed down below contract rates at this point. During the peak of the spot market, when the tender rejection was at 30% and rates were just through the roof, one of the other things we look at is, is the contract to spot spread. What is it? So at that time, spot rates were actually sitting at about 25 to 30 cents higher per mile than contract rates. Well, right now it's the inverse and actually worse. It's sitting at about 75 cents negative. So contract rate gets a better rate per mile by about 75 cents. So historically speaking on that, when the spot rate would drop below contract rate in the past, what would that do to all that? That's when we would start seeing the tender rejections. Yeah. So there is a relationship between that and tender rejections. If on average, the contract rates are however many cents better than the spot rate, how likely is it that a contract carrier is going to see a better load in the spot market that they want to haul outside of their contract freight? Not very often. There's other stuff at play here too. Right now, it's not very often they want to reject a contract load because it's generally going to be priced higher than a spot load. But also there's downward pressure on the contract rates. So all of these shippers who at the time during COVID, they basically had to just take what they could get in terms of rates and pay it because they had zero leverage. They had to take the capacity that they could get because there was not enough capacity to haul their loads. Well, now the shippers have all the leverage. They can go to the carrier and say, well, I can go down the street and here's a carrier that will pay what I need it to pay. So there's all this downward pressure. So not only is there downward pressure and your contract rates are coming down or are down now at this point, but the spot market is also depressed. It's down all the way around. I'm not saying that I know anything, but it seems to me like a logical thing that if you're a mega carrier or someone with a lot of contract rate, that you could throw it out on the spot market and make even higher margins on it. Am I wrong here? Yeah, it's the inverse of that because the spot rates are lower. So they would actually lose money throwing it out. But if the contract rate is there, let's say the contract rate is 250 to get Joe Blow Trucker to do it for 225. I gotcha. Throw their freight out on the spot market since it's so jacked up and people are desperate. Some people will take it. Seems like a good way to make some money. I don't know. You're going to make people get their tinfoil hats out. Right. Oh, God, don't do that. I apologize. My bad. Tim said it definitely makes things difficult to plan for. I'd like to stay out and make money. But if there's no freight, I'd rather be at home rather than stuck in my truck somewhere so frustrating. 
So one of the things that we started seeing, what was it last year, Charlie, where some of the bigger accounts, Walmart's, Home Depot's, Lowe's, they were starting to ask for actually contracts that only lasted like two months. They wanted like quarterly. They would sign a 12-month contract with the option to renegotiate at three months. So in contractor land, in owner-operator land here, what we've seen is a loss of opportunities at these dedicated accounts because the rates have gone down low enough to where they can't afford us at our contract rate, which kind of sucks for us. Yeah, it takes that special time like Thanksgiving rush, maybe the Christmas rush, which I don't think is going to be what it's Yeah, it used to be uh, go to Walmart and haul turkeys for a month. Oh, yeah. I can tell you Target is slaying it right now. Like we've got a bunch of freight. And look, that's why I come back to this Target thing, because I deliver groceries. One thing that's not going away is the need for food, y'all. TVs and Xboxes, well, that may drop until Christmas, but turkeys and ham and bologna and that stuff, look, that stuff doesn't stop. It slows down a little bit, but it doesn't stop. And it's got to come from the fields to get to the wholesalers, the wholesalers to the retailers, the retailers to the general market. And that's where I come in and it's a nice place to find. But getting into those spots right now, those rates are so low that for us as contractors, it's hard to find those spots where they can actually afford to run us on that. So it's a weird mix. So Tim, the trucker's Saburn said, seems like that's why Swift doesn't have the freight to give us. They won't book it because they'd lose money by booking it and then sending it to us. Better to pass it up. Well, Swift is mostly contract freight though. Yeah. I don't know what their current percentage was. I know at one point, like they had a pretty good aggressive spread when the spot market was really insane and great. It was like a 60, 40, they were pulling 40% of the spot market freight and they were killing it. It's our contract rate. Swift does have a brokerage, Swift Logistics, right? that goes out and gets that other freight. And every once in a while, we'll see one of those loads. Well, you know what else goes to that brokerage? Maybe not right now, but a lot of what goes to the brokerage are the loads that they are rejecting. So the contract loads that they're pushing to brokerages. So that's why you see so many of these mega carriers that have brokerages. In fact, right. I think they all do at this point because that's the purpose of it. They've got contractually obligated volume that they have to haul, but they might be able to make better money on certain loads. And so they want to haul the loads they can make better money on and push the less profitable loads to their brokerages. Right. So Colton, this is the drums we've been banging on for about the last 18 months when things started really looking like they were actually bad instead of just a little hiccup. Mm-hmm. People need to be willing to do things that they weren't willing to do before. I consider myself a refugee from Oregon. And part of that is that stupid mileage tax they have up there. Right. And I swear I'd never go back to Oregon. I'm done with Oregon, except for vacation and visiting family. I'm not taking my truck there. Two months after I moved here, guess where Jeff was? Running a load up through Oregon. Why? Because that's what there was and I needed to move. Right now is not the time to be saying, oh, 44,000 pounds, I'm not taking that. Or, oh, Oregon, California, whatever. Hey, man, would you rather sit three days? The needs of the business, consider that. This guy right here swore he'd never get a brand new truck. I got a 23 with 181,000 miles on it. Got it with 28 miles on it. And Lord knows that I pay for all the times I said, I will never, ever, ever get me a new truck because that's just stupid. Well, guess what? Colton, he used to tell people that if you gave him a brand new truck for free, he would sell it and buy three Chewies. Yep. <laughs> Plenty of documentation out there to back that up too. And boy, did I eat those words because look, things changed and things happened that required me to make a decision. You can say, I'm not doing that. I don't go here. I don't go there. But look, when times get hard and business starts hurting, I mean, you got to start being able to make good decisions. And having an accounting firm like Trucker CFO behind you who can actually go over your numbers and do things like that and be there to coach you and help consult you 
having people like Jeff and I or the private community that we run or the private Facebook group to have people to bounce all these numbers off of to help you make a better, a more informed decision. These things are important. And to answer your question, Michael, it's not a dumb question. It's Trucker CFO, the accounting place you all talk about. Absolutely. You can go to truckercfo.com. You could also go to info at truckercfo.com www.truckercfo.com. Or you could go to contractorscorner.cc. Or you could call 800-533-4230 and talk to them about their services and what they could do for you. We have quite a few members, Colton, that think the way we do, but I think Craig has got to be the most active in our groups. So the needs of my business took me from NER to 57G Reefer. So what NER was, was a Northeast regional account that was percentage pay. It was not mileage pay. Used to be sixty percent, and now it's five. Right. This is a guy that's made three changes in the last year based on nothing but data. He asked a lot of questions of a lot of people, ran the numbers, and right now he's doing reefer and he's doing pretty well. The crazy thing, Colton, that he did when he started on that reefer account, you know what he did? What's that? He drove himself to the terminal that manages that account and introduced himself to the reefer fleet manager and said, "What do you need?" That's a very good point because. What's the most important asset in your business? It's not your truck. Your truck is important, obviously, but the most important asset in your business is the relationships that you build and sustain. If you just want to go out there and just run and do your thing and not talk to anybody, you might make it, you might not. But if you're the one that's doing things differently, if you're putting yourself out there, if you're being a good person, creating good relationships, then it's going to be a big difference in your ability to go out and make money. So doing something like that, good job. Good job, Craig. Well, here's the crazy thing he found out. So he was running this Northeast regional account going in and out of New York all the time. Doesn't bother. And this dude said, what we have a hard time getting people to do is going up into New England. And Craig was like, I'll do that. He's like, well, why not? Well, at Swift, we're afraid of getting stuck there. And in dry van, that's definitely a thing. But in this dedicated reefer thing, they had backhauls. So then it turns into, I just don't want to go to New York, which is legitimate. I mean, let's be real. New York sucks. But hey, if you're willing to do some of those things, We had a guy running a Target out of New York that did this store in New York City. The bonus for that store was, what was it, 200 bucks just to go to that zip code. And nobody else would do it. He's like, for another 100 bucks, I'll do it. (laughs) And was slaying it. I mean, absolutely slaying it. Had it on lockdown as a contractor, was doing really well. So Tim, the trucker saber, said, Colton, how much are your services? I can't read it that way. Colton, how much are your services? I can tell you that I believe Tim owns his truck outright. It's going to depend on if you're solo or team. Solo, generally speaking, you're going to pay $24.99 a week. We do charge by the week for the most part because it matches your settlement statements, makes it easy that way. $24.99 a week, that's going to include the accounting portion of things. So it's going to take your settlement. It's going to take out-of-pocket expenses that don't run through your settlements. We're going to do the bookkeeping on that. So we're going to populate your profit loss statement. With that profit loss statement, we're going to calculate your estimated taxes on a quarterly basis, tell you how much we think you should pay. That's then up to you to pay it. And then it's going to include your tax return. That tax return that's included in that $24.99 is going to be for a single member LLC or a sole proprietor, meaning you file on a Schedule C. From there, the price goes up if you're a team, if you are an S corporation, if you're a partnership, S corps and partnerships, they need a business return. So there's a few variances there that we would just want to talk to folks about. It seems like most of the people fit into that $24.99 a week. Right. Randy, I apologize for missing that. He wants to know, how is excess mileage? So on the SWIFT contract, we pay an extra $0.09 cents a mile into an escrow account. 
if we exceed a certain mileage number, I believe it's 10,000 miles a month. How does that handle? Okay. That's a great question. And it's one that comes up because there's all kinds of different escrow accounts with the various different carriers. The answer to the question on any escrow account is always going to be determined by answering this. Do you get the money back when you leave or does the carrier keep it? I can answer that. If you turn in that truck, and this is not contractually bound that I am aware of, but they will take 80% of that and put that into your new truck if you lease another truck from them. If you turn in that truck and walk away and leave, you get nothing. It stays with the truck. If you purchase the truck at the end of your lease, 100% of that escrow account goes towards the purchase price of the truck. So we probably need to look at the contract because if there are all of these stipulations, different things within the contract that say they get the money, you get the money, it really comes down to the legal language of whose money is it. If right. it's your right. money and they're just holding it for you and then they say, well, you tore a seat or we need new steers or whatever the case may be, they're going to take some of that money to offset it. It still is your money. They're just paying now to fix things. But in other cases, the money is actually theirs. They're essentially holding it and they'll allow you to use it for certain things. But I'm pretty much in no circumstances are you going to get that money back. If you were to leave, then it's handled a different way. So to answer the question, how's it treated for taxes? If it is your money, then it's essentially an asset. It's like a bank account. You've just got cash sitting in an account, in this case, an escrow account, and it's not an expense. It's just like if you took money and put it into a savings account, it's not an expense. So you don't get to treat it as an expense for tax purposes until you use it. So if that's the case and you turn the truck back in, let's say you've got $5,000 in there and they charge you $4,000, you're then going to get an expense deduction on the 4000 that they took from the 5000 that you have and then you get the 1000 bucks back. Whereas if it is not your money, it's their money, then it is a deduction as an expense from your settlement as you incur that deduction. So let's just say they have $5,000 in that account. They complete the lease. They buy the truck. It goes towards the buyout of the truck. So in that case, it's going to count as a down payment on a new truck. It's not going to be an expense deduction. No, towards the payoff of the truck that they just completed the lease on. They're buying out that truck. That's how it's really set up for. So towards the payoff of that truck, you're essentially right. buying the truck at that point. You're buying it out of the lease. It's now your truck. You're going to set up an asset on your books. Let's say it's a $35,000 buyout. You now have an asset, a tax asset of $35,000. You're going to depreciate that $35,000 over the next three years or four, really. So you're going to depreciate that over four years. And the amount that they apply towards buying that out is essentially a down payment on buying out the lease. Or let me back up a little bit. Again, you got to look at the numbers because it could be that that amount that they're paying is actually considered a lease payment. If it's considered a lease payment, then it is a deduction, a lease expense in the current year. So just have to understand all the particulars and the way the language is written in your finance documents as you walk away with that truck. I've got an easy answer. It depends. There you go. One of the things I actually wanted to bring up. So the reason I like Colton is you have people in the world that are very technical, professional people. And then you have dudes. When Jeff and I speak with each other, we are total dudes. We like, bro, you know, this, this, and that. And we talk the numbers and it's not quite nerding out really that bad. When we get on here, we do tend to nerd out a little bit more. Colton is kind of an interesting bird. And I like this because Colton can break this stuff down into dude speak while being a really smart, technical professional. Does that make sense? I hope I'm saying that the right way because it truly is meant as a compliment. 
it's not that there's anything wrong with the technical professional, but our audience is more dudes than technical professionals. Let's face that. We're trying to bring a little more technical professional into what we do, but we're all mostly still dudes, right? And the fact that you can break this stuff down into chunks that are so much easier to digest and keep, I don't even know what to say. Like that all by itself is hugely valuable to me. And I know that it's valuable to people that watch the show. Good. I appreciate that. I do try to connect some. I try not to be the pocket protector wearing stereotypical accountant or CPA. That's not me. I'll say this, Charlie. The first time I met Colton for lunch at a place that you will go to the next time you visit Utah, Mm -hmm. he drives the truck that you would expect him to drive. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I mean, just look in my background. I guess that kind of says about who I am. And in case you don't notice, there is a freaking bear on his wall. Just saying. He's got a freaking bear. I got a whitetail in the background. I've got my muley. I've got an elk upstairs. Hey, can I give another plug about Trucker CFO? Absolutely. Yeah. So now's a good time. You, You can switch or come on at Trucker CFO anytime, but now is the perfect time to switch is we're getting ready to head into a new year. Start off the new year taking care of all of your accounting and we'll even do your tax returns for 2023. I'm happy to do that and we can work out some pricing for you. We are going to be better than the 800 pound gorilla, as you guys said, without a doubt. There's um, a lot of folks out there that know Jessica. We do put most of our Swift drivers with Jessica. There's other folks on the team and you may get to know them. But yeah, we'd love to have you. Give them a call, 800-533-4230 or info at truckercfo.com. Or you can go to contractorscorner.cc and you'll find a link to his magical website right there as well. That's the second part of our conversation with Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, discussing the spot market as we roll into 2024. We want to thank Colton for his time and perspective. You can get connected with Colton through his website at truckercfo.com or by calling 800-533-4230. Once again, the website is truckercfo.com or give them a call at 800-533-4230. We'll be continuing our conversation with Colton in our next episode where we'll look at other topics related to our businesses. You can connect with Contractors Corner Consulting Group through our website at contractorscorner.cc on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash contractorscornerconsulting. We would also love to see you on our live Q&A on YouTube every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern where we answer your questions live and in person. Our YouTube channel is located at youtube.com forward slash at contractorscornerconsulting. Check the show notes for links to everything we discussed today. Once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Road Warrior Entrepreneurs Podcast. And we look forward to you tuning into the next episode. Until then, look after each other. There's no one out here looking after us but us. So you guys take care of each other. Be safe, stay healthy, and be profitable.